When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this Monday morning. It's the 26th of February, the start of a week that will bring with it the start of the NRL season on the other side of the world. So we have got a lot to talk about. Thanks for your company on 11.70 a.m. in Sydney. Of course, wherever you got us on the app, possible late shower today for Sydney. Tops of 28 in the city and 30 in our west. We will do our Monday morning snap judgments. What are the burning questions from the weekend of footy in particular, but plenty of other sports as well. Thanks to Snap Fitness for the feeling and happy to take your calls. As always on a Monday morning, we have so many questions and we go in search of so many answers. So one 1170 is the open line number. Pick it up. Give me a buzz today. If you've got anything that you want to get off your chest from the weekend, do so. If you want to discuss what's ahead of us this weekend, I'm up for that as well and everything in between. Andrew McCulloch will join me. We'll talk rugby league with Macca from north of the border. James Moffat was with me yesterday for our uh, opening round coverage of SEN Supercars Race 2 at the Bathurst 500 where the Red Bull Ampoles dominated across the weekend. Brock Feeney with victory in Race 1 and Will Brown with a victory yesterday in Race 2. 500 kilometres around Mount Panorama across the course of the weekend. What does it mean in terms of the championship picture, the parity debate and everything that's going on in supercars? Well, we'll talk to James a little bit later on this morning. Some good news in tennis and Brett Phillips will have more on that. Uh, I'll get to that in just a sec as well, but some good news for Australia. And Bryce McGain will wrap up what's happening and what's been happening over there in New Zealand with the T20 series wrapping up and now we start to focus on the two test series. But there are big burning questions to come out of the T20 internationals ahead of the World Cup. So thanks to Snap Fitness, which has got you covered. You can visit your local Snap Fitness to find out more. Let's pose some questions from the weekend. Here's one. Take a couple of seconds and think about this. Do you know who won the NRL's preseason challenge? Which team won the preseason challenge? Did you pay any attention? There has been so much going on in the world of rugby league and the NRL season proper hasn't even started yet that it sort of went by the wayside. This time last year, we were fascinated in bonus points and breakdowns and who was going to get the $100,000 and it kind of just snuck under the radar. Well, the Brisbane Broncos won the preseason challenge. Played two, won two. 28 points, four bonus points, a differential of plus 52. The Roosters played two, one, two, 28 points, four bonus points, differential plus 50. So in the end, the difference was quite literally two points, not two competition points, two points on the field. And that means the Broncos get $100,000. So did you have to think about that? Is it a reflection of where the preseason challenge is at and the fact that there's a hundred grand up for grabs, or is it a reflection of the amount of news that has been generated by the Vegas trip and everything else, which I'll get to in just a moment, because there are questions off that. 
Now, there's an easy one to get us into the uh, start of the working week. Probably one of the most complex questions from the preseason challenge is this. What did you learn about your team from those two matches in the preseason challenge? And this is so difficult because some teams are looking for combinations. Some teams are resting a whole bunch of players. We've got four teams over in Vegas. We had the Penrith Panthers over at the World Club Challenge. So very much unlike last year, it was a totally different scenario. Dragons fans, did you see enough under Shane Flanagan in two matches to be excited for this season? You've been waiting for it? Well, it's here. The changes have happened, but did you see enough under Shane Flanagan so far to be excited about the season ahead? Pretty simple question on that one. Tigers fans, did you see enough under Benji Marshall in those couple of games to get yourselves off the bottom of the ladder? Is it a season that will bring you joy and happiness when you get off the bottom of the ladder? Obviously, I mean, that's that's what you're trying to aim for. More wins than last year. There's no doubt about that. Just the four wins in 2023. So what did you see? Is there enough there under Benji Marshall? Raiders, uncertainty or some certainty about your back line in particular? There seems to be a really big question mark hanging over Ricky Stewart's Raiders ahead of this season. What about Eels Eels fans? Parramatta fans, do you have a point of difference in 2024 that gives you confidence that this is the year? Tim Manor was with me yesterday as we discussed rugby league at length, and Timmy's headed off to Vegas. And one of the things that he said about coaches under pressure was that he said Brad Arthur has to be under pressure because of the amount of time that that he's been there And perhaps it starts to get to that time where they may need a different voice if the success doesn't come. So is there a point of difference, Eels fans, that you've seen in the preseason challenge that gives you confidence for 2024? Bulldogs, is Stephen Crichton your captain to lead you to that promised land? Cameron Serraldo's made the changes. Stephen Crichton's arrived. It's now D-Day for the Bulldogs. Seagulls, Bunnies, Roosters, Broncos fans, did you care about the preseason? given that your focus is on Vegas in the so-called round zero. So did you, I mean, it worked well for the Broncos and the Roosters. They both, they won both of their matches and then there was experiments going on left, right and centre. So did you actually care about the preseason challenge? And here's one for Penrith fans who didn't take part in it, but of course were at the World Club Challenge. Is your burning question this morning, what the? I mean, how on earth did that happen over there at the World Club Challenge, the dubious refereeing and bunker calls as Wigan defeat Penrith 16 points to 12 and Penrith travel all that way, go through all that stuff to come home without the silverware. Jake Wardle's try in the 56 minute, uh, 52nd minute, I should say, short of the line, given by the ref, not enough evidence to overturn. One of a few parts throughout this game that would have made a difference to the scoreboard. Brian Toto didn't miss with his social media sledge posting a photo. Waddle, short of the line, lying is a sin. <laughs> I tell you what, Brian Toto has, has uh, put a rod for his own back there by next time that he goes over and tries to claim a try, he's going to have to remember that little social media post. But lying is a sin. He said, you can't change much, the result's made. But he, as in Jake, already knows he didn't go get it over the line. It's Jake Waddle's um, right as a footballer, you think, to claim a try if he's close enough. Everyone does it. 
And in this instance, it worked. But there's a burning question out of this because it's the World Club Challenge. It's a big thing. It's meant to be a big thing. A pretty good game of footy in the end. But how do you avoid then the embarrassment of dodgy calls like that in the World Club Challenge? How do you avoid it? You buy the comp and fix it. You buy the comp and fix it. If the Super League in the UK was up for sale, should the NRL snap it up? It came up the other day and it appears as though it's on the radar. So there's an interest in acquiring the English Super League and that comes off the back of an operating surplus in the NRL of $58.2 million, not to mention $700 million in revenue for a record-breaking season. So all the numbers are there and all of that investment is starting to do its work. But what does that mean for a purchase, if it went down, of the English Super League? Assisted city arrangement, player movement, cross-competition. What would you like to see out of an arrangement, a transactional agreement with the Super League in the UK? And that's what it'd have to be because everything's in place there, except for the fact that they've been struggling financially for quite a while. So let me know your thoughts about that on the Super League possible investment. Which leads us to another one. What about an American investment? So we know that the Vegas extravaganza is taking place this week and we've discussed at length what it really means. And now off the back of that, here's another piece. A 10-team competition in the US proposed by Brisbane-based business uh, businessman Steve Scanlon. So we're talking 2025, 10 teams, NRL, come and invest in this and we'll make it happen. From what I can see, Steve Scanlon met Peter Volandis two weeks ago. So let's just hold fire on this proposal. Yeah, Carl Stefanovic said that he's going to back it and put some money into it, and that's all fine. But if the guy who's pushing this only met PVL two weeks ago, I'm prepared to just hold fire on that one a little bit. And I can't see the NRL investing millions of dollars into a 10-team competition just yet as early as 2025 when you think about everything else that we've got on the boil. Leads me to another question. So we've got English Super League perhaps as a purchase on the boil. We've got NRL America as a 10-team comp over there perhaps on the boil. We've got Vegas. They're in LA at the moment. They're going left, right and centre. We've got Papua New Guinea on the boil as well. Does the game need to be careful that it doesn't forget where its bread is buttered, which is right here, which is you and me listening to this, following these games across the weekend, paying our subscriptions to watch on the weekend. If you want to watch the first game of the season, you have to buy it this year. That's how it's going to play out. So does the game need to be careful that it doesn't forget about you and me back here? That when you go out to the footy on the weekend or the weekends ahead, that you're getting the experience. International investment, absolutely. And expansion, it's all on the table. And it's a great reflection of where the game is at the moment, being able to think big. Think big is a great strategy. And I'm 100% for it. But don't forget where your bread is buttered. So do you feel a little bit left out? Or are you okay with the way that the NRL is going about this? Because... The focus right now is international more than domestic, I would say, but that'll change in a couple of weeks. Don't worry, folks. By the time they get back from Vegas, those four clubs will get back from Vegas. You know what? We'll be talking about bunkers. We'll be talking about try calls. We'll be talking about replacements. We'll be talking about coaches blowing up. We'll go back into the same domestic arguments that we have every single week. 
But is the focus internationally at the moment taking the eye off the ball for the NRL or are you happy for them to think big? Let me know your thoughts on that. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. The Canberra Tiger says, Maddie, if the NRL buying Super League is supposed to fix embarrassing bunker mistakes, I think we're going to be pretty disappointed, says the Tiger. Yes, yes. Look, you're not buying it, obviously, to go and fix their uh, their bunker issues because we have plenty as well. But, I, hey, if you're going to go over there and be at the lap of the gods for them, surely you may as well just buy the thing if it's on the table as well. Meanwhile, back here, speaking of back here, the ad campaign launches today. So the NRL's ad campaign is ready to launch today. Here's a little bit of a taste. It's narrated by actor Guyton Grantley, who you may remember played Carl Williams in Underbelly. The NRL season is tough on every player, but the off-season, well, it's toughest on us. The fans, the armchair critics, the loyal supporters. 13,276,980. That's how many ticks of the clock the off-season is. It feels like forever. But the start is finally here. A star the whole world will see. Not just the start of something great. It's the start of something unpredictable. Unrelenting. Unmissable. The start of something unreal. This is the greatest sport ever invented. NRL 2024. Let's go. Yes. Yes, now we're pumped. So I've just asked you all those questions about whether you feel as though the eye's off the ball because they're thinking big and they're all about the international expansion. That just brought it right back home. I'm ready to go now. So I'm happy. The NRL's looking after you and me. They haven't forgotten that we're the bums on seats, we're the subscription payers, we're the watchers of free-to-wear, we're the people that matter at the end of the day. We can think about all that big stuff overseas later down the track. I mean, it'll be a big focus this weekend. But in my opinion, this is this is a big play out there. Thinking big, happy with that. But now I hear that NRL ad campaign, a campaign that we're going to see and we're going to hear a lot of, and I'm ready to rumble this week. Andrew McCulloch will join me soon to cover all of the latest in rugby league. In Cricket Australia have uh, swept another series, so that trophy cabinet at Cricket Australia is starting to bulge at the seams. They, they might want to call in... Uh, Scotty Cam from the block and do some work down there because we're just winning everything left, right and centre. Yesterday was all about the rain at Eden Park, unfortunately, so it became a 10-over match, really, and Australia ended up securing a 27-run victory under the DLS method. So the Black Caps were left to chase 126 after that rain issue at Eden Park, and they didn't get there. It's our fifth consecutive T20 victory at that venue against New Zealand, and overall, it's Australia's 100th. T20 victory in the men's tournament. So well done to Mitchell Marsh and the team. A burning question there, which I'll discuss with Bryce McGain, is the position of Steve Smith now for the World Cup in the USA and the Caribbean. We'll play all of our matches in the Caribbean, but where does Steve Smith fit into this? He hasn't really been firing. Is he a walk-up start for the World Cup? If everybody's fit ahead of him, in the order I'm saying, then where do they find a position for Stephen Smith uh, as the World Cup rolls around. Supercars, as I mentioned, dominated by Red Bull across the weekend. Will Brown claimed his first victory for his brand-new team 
a pretty solid weekend for Will Brown, you've got to say, on the podium, a pole position and race victory yesterday. Brock Feeney won race one, so both of the races taken out by the Red Bull and pole team in the Chevy Camaros. Chas Mostert was there yesterday the whole way. He started from position two. He led by the time they got to turn one, and effectively he led the entire race until the very last pit stop where he had to sit around and put more fuel in, and Will Brown had less time stationary in, in the pit lane and jumped out ahead of him, and that's how it ended up. So Chas Mostert could have struck a blow for the Ford Mustangs, but missed out. James Moffat will have all of that. And congratulations to Jordan Thompson, who's clinched a maiden ATP title. And he's done it well, too. He's uh, beaten Casper Ruud in three sets, a three-time major finalist. So he becomes the first man since Nick Kyrgios in Washington a couple of years ago to clinch both the singles and doubles in an ATP Tour event in Los Cabos. And he's described it as his favourite place now, without a doubt. $212,000 for that win. And him and Mike Purcell, Max Purcell will split 74 grand for the doubles as well. So there you go. There's a few burning questions. Thanks to Snap Fitness, our Snap Judgments this morning. This morning we do them for snapfitness.com.au. I want you to have your say. one 1170